When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm keen to ask Kingy about the player wages that were, were released yes. this week. And Do you love player wages? Well, I just want them. I just want all the information on the table. I just want to make an informed, rational <laughs> Hang comment. On. What? Comment. You want to start want something to, new with with all with all the information in front of me. Just a new rather policy, rather than a selective set of numbers that are vague and they, but that's not what I wanted to ask you. Do our best players earn enough is, is what I wanted to ask you. So if, if six players earn over a million and there was a lot between 900 and a million and there's a lot between, you know, the next brackets, are our best players earning enough? I think everyone says no. Um, I'm not too concerned about those at the top. I think the ones that get squeezed are those in the middle. Mm. That, are, that are good AFL players, you know, seven and a half out of ten type AFL players, they get squeezed. And, and the, the 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 wild swings between what one player who's who's seven out of ten gets mm. at one club might be closer to 200,000. And that same player at another club, whether it be a new franchise in the, in the yep. Suns or the, or the Giants, they might get closer to 550. And they're mm. effectively the same player. So I think the swing is in there. Do they get enough at the top end? Probably not. But this, this is probably – when you've got 44 on a list, this mm. is what happens. So this is why – I still come back to Eddie McGuire's theory. I, I, we've got too many guys who just eat bread rolls. They just – they hang around your footy club. The, the, the bread roll eaters are there every game. They re- is this players or – Players, yeah, yeah, players. I mean, they, you could look at every list – every year and say there's five guys that are not going to play this year. Mm-hmm. You've got to still provide for those guys. You've got to still develop them. If you had smaller lists and were able to add to those lists through the year to top up, then I think you'd end up with a better pay structure. Yep. I mean, if, so you, the, if, if you played the, in a feeder competition and come in and were given 10 grand for an AFL game, but you play, if you were not required, you played in a feeder comp. And you only yeah. played the top. You've only paid significantly the top thirty odd players. I, I think you'd end up with more money for the yeah, top end. You're probably right. I, I just had Richmond's list up in front of me because we're going to look at them a little bit later on. They had seven players that didn't play a game on their list. Yeah. So you, your number your numbers probably stack up, and then you would get more for those that actually What's really the number? bring us to the game. Um, what on do you, what to- do you want them to make? Um. So, so, so who, you, so who you, you're talking about, Dustin Martin, you're talking well, about? Well, my thought is that there's so many earning between six and 700 and those players are nowhere near as good as the best players. So I, I think there could be less, so more earning less, so more around that sort of 500 and that money from there goes to the top end who then get their 1.5s and... They're the ones that are going to decide games and, and put the bums on seats, do the marketing material so 1. and all of that and promote the game. Yeah, I reckon. I think that's yep. – pro- there, there, sh- there should be 15 players earning 1.5. I think like the top We've talked top about 15%. this before. We've, talk, we've discussed different ways of achieving this. What, what if you took your top 
paid player per club out of the salary gap. Mm. Like a franchise player. So you just that player, his, his number, whatever it, whatever the arrangement is, is not going in. And you can move that player around year on year so you can satisfy that top earner. Um, I think that, that was one way we come mm. up with. But, you know... Is that a way of attracting a free agent? Is that, is that another way of creating movement? That you can go after the opposition's second best player and mm. pay him whatever you want to pay him? The other one is the music runs because we've got 25 seconds, seconds before we automatically go to the news that I want to talk about is there are some third-year players getting way too much money. And I want to give you an example about that on the other side of this. And there's a simple solution hey. how to fix that. Uh, we'll get to the sports news shortly. Just want to get back just to that last and, and put a full stop on the discussion we had about the pay. So interviewed Jace McCartney last night and, and they've had trouble, the Giants, and, and also Gold Coast in retaining those third-year players. So players that are high draft picks, Kingy, they've got enormous of talent, but their uh, proven performance hasn't warranted a big contract yet. But Gold Coast and the Giants have to pay it because you've got some club in Melbourne that'll go, OK, we'll give... Tanner Bruin, a big deal, or or, or a player such as that, Jackson Haley, or, or someone someone like that. Or if it wasn't Jack Lacocious re-signing, there would have been an Adelaide club that would have offered him a truckload of money in his third year. Don't we just cap what you can earn in your first four years like they do in the NBA and the NFL? So if, you, if you're a first-round draft pick, for four years it's bracketed. You get... You get 100 for your first year plus match payments. Second year goes up. If you play a certain amount of games, it, it's obviously a little bit more that you can earn. But for four years, that club knows your wage is locked in. And not only that, you have to sign them to a four-year contract. That would solve a lot of problems for clubs having players poached, but not only poached, being forced to pay to keep them more than they should. Like Finn Callahan's played five games. They're recontracting him now. And Jace McCartney says, we have to pay him more than he's worth. I said, well, he's played five games. You know, why do you have to? He said, well, you know, another club will pay him if we don't. Mm. But if your pay structure is locked in for four years, like it is in the NBA, the NFL, then that club takes a bit of stress over having to overpay players who haven't yet achieved that much. I think this, I think it comes back to, I don't think you can achieve it by doing that. I don't think that the capping their money like that actually achieves anything. It just puts more pressure on the next year. And the number will go through the roof the next year. So when, in the fifth year, in in their or their fourth year yeah. or their fifth year. Yeah. But I think the only way to do it is to is to raise the the drafting age, and then at least the problem comes when you've got a known product. Mm. The problem is pl- players are getting big money that are not contributing, that, that actually have no impact on your your twenty two, whether they're either selected or not. Yeah, Jack Bowes last year was getting big money and not contributing. Really, yeah. essentially, yeah. if he's playing good footy yeah. and earning his keep. No one's blueing, and, and he's probably probably satisfied in himself and, and likely to stay. But when they're mm. when they're unsatisfied, not in your twenty-two or not performing to their levels, or certainly the levels you're paying them, that's where the problems come. All right, you're, you're always going to have players come out. Like South South Australian clubs, why wouldn't they be going after? Clearly, they've just got Horn Francis and Rankin back. Mm. They would have hooks in the South Australians. Like, Will everywhere. Day is a great example. Yeah. He's reportedly put contract talks on hold. They would be into him like you would not believe. Both of them would love to get him back, and that's right. But but also someone like Finn Callahan already St Kilda have got. There's uh, been reports that they'd love to get him. Of course they would. And that forces the Giants to pay for a guy who's played five games, who's been injured, and they don't necessarily know if he's going to be good. They think he will be, yeah. but they don't want to pay him 
Seven hundred grand because he's played five games and hasn't contributed so yet. This is the discussion. Everyone says, "Oh, how can the Gold Coast find themselves in the position they were in last year, where they have to give up a first round pick and a player?" Well, because they've had to give Ben King thirty percent overs. They've yes. had to give Real money ahead of time. They've had to give Lecocious. Anderson's another one. He's going to cost them a fortune. Yeah, you know, and while all this is going on, Miller's your best player, and and he must be thinking, "Well, how come these guys are mm, already mm. where I'm at, and I'm six years more experienced?"